Hello and welcome to the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson, the podcast designed to give you all the financial advice you'll ever need. This is episode 77, where in a moment we welcome a special guest, Jess Kennewell from Accord Mortgages, to discuss five ways to cut your mortgage payments. That's today's show topic. It's coming up, like I say, in just a sec. But please bear in mind, if you have a general financial query, you are in the right place because we have an enormous resource of free advice right here. And you can access it all simply through delving into our back catalogue of shows because in our programs to date, we featured loads of stuff, mortgages, pensions, investing, life insurance, loads more. You name it, we've done it pretty much. And last week, we looked at seven financial questions you should be able to answer. Remember, we can drill down and focus on pretty much anything forensically. Find the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts and you'll get us there. Like I say, an enormous resource, all available for free. Find our previous shows after listening to this one and have a binge on what you need. While you're there, if you could rate and review us, for instance, you could tell us what we need to address to help you out and follow the show. Then that way, you'll get that episode when we record it next time. I'm Joe Mellis. With me as always, the star of our show, it's Phil Anderson. Hi, Phil. Hi, John. How are you today? I'm good, thank you. Now, it's been a while since uh, we've had a guest on the show, Phil. Tell me who you're bringing on this week. Yeah, this week, I'm delighted to welcome Jessica Kennywell from, from Accord Mortgages onto the show. One, one of the things that I wanted to do was Accord Mortgages recently had a, an article that came out and it was five ways to cut your mortgage payments. So I thought that would be a really good thing for us to discuss. Lately, people are feeling the squeeze. Inflation's high. I know I, I just got an email this morning about my gas and electricity. I waited to go up and I was like, oh, man, that's going up a fair Back. So people are feeling the squeeze just now. So I thought it'd be a good subject for us to, to cover, but delighted to welcome Jess on onto the show. Jess is a, a business development manager with, with Accord Mortgages. So I'll just let Jess tell us a, a wee bit about herself. Thanks, Phil. Yeah, so I'm um, really happy to be a part of the podcast today. Thanks, thank you very much for having me on. Um, and as mentioned, I am a, I'm a telephone business development manager for Accord Mortgages, covering a lot of the North of England and Scotland as well. Just to cover off then on ways to cut the uh, the mortgage payments, something that we've been focusing on quite a lot over at Accord Mortgages to help uh, to help our clients. A lot of people might not know too much about Accord, but Accord's a subsidiary company of the Yorkshire Building Society, and I think you, you've worked with Accord in Yorkshire for a few years now, is it, Jess? I have, yes. So I joined a few years back, um, starting with the auction, the auction society. And that's where I sort of took on some extra roles and develop, eventually then developing to become a full-time business development manager, covering the areas that I do on a telephone basis. So everywhere you, you turn, it feels like, as Phil says, there's a price hike just now. Anything we can do to save a few pounds here and there, it's got to be welcome. And that's where this week's show is headed with five ways to cut your mortgage payments. It sounds like a, a Paul Simon song, doesn't it? <laughs> I would imagine, Jess, for just about everyone, if they have a mortgage, in terms of the monthly cost, it's probably their largest outgoing. So any way we can save in it, we are definitely in. Five ways we're going to take a look at. What's the first here and, and how does it work? Yeah, so a really important subject to look at right now. And as mentioned, it is something that we publish through our, our free broker platform, the Growth Series, to help out and support the intermediary market. So the first thing I'll touch on when looking to reduce those monthly payments would be to check whether you are now on a standard variable rate. And um, this is usually the case once your current mortgage deal has ended, and it's also a much higher rate. If you look to switch to a new fixed rate deal, then you could potentially save thousands on your mortgage payments and definitely cut that monthly figure right down. So on, at the moment, Jess, the, what's the sort of standard variable rate? 
standard variable rates usually tend to sit around the 4%, around 4.39. That tends to be around the ballpark between lenders. And you, you tend to find when interest rates, when the Bank of England rate goes up, the lender standard rates tend, tend to go up as well. And I mean, if, if somebody's got like a £100,000 mortgage, and well, let's say the interest rate was up by 0.25%, that's going to put their payments up by about 250 quid a year, just roughly. So option one, that was don't stay on a standard variable rate once your current deal expires. Presumably then you're going to go back and, and check to see if there's anything better out there. Definitely, yeah. So even if you've avoided mo- sort of moving on to the uh, SVR, there's plenty of deals out there that can be accessed and are likely to be much, much cheaper. So you can particularly find as well big savings when you've maybe noticed the value of your property that's increased. So a little bit of research and your broker's knowledge, that can be a big help too, especially when you're searching for that cheaper option. It is probably worth noting about things such as early repayment charges, valuation fees and potential product fees that might need to be factored in as well. Yes, that's one thing I would say is if if you're looking at possibly moving maybe in the coming months, that's maybe one of the times where if you want a new product, it's maybe not quite so advisable. But you're right. If you speak to a mortgage advisor, they can go through all all the different options with you. And one of the the kind of downsides of going on a new product is if you did decide to move quite quickly, you might then be stuck with that lender when you move. And I did, I I remember once in the past, I had a guy that had done that. He'd he'd went on a new deal with whatever lender it, it was at the time. And then six months later, he moved to a wooden property and that lender wouldn't actually let him port that mortgage or transfer it to the, the new place. But that's one thing. Most mortgages are portable, so you can usually transfer it from one property onto to another one, as long as the lender's happy with, with all your circumstances as well. Yeah, you want to be certain, don't you? Um, this next option is probably a good one, especially the younger you are. Tell us about option three, Jess. Yeah, so another option would be to extend the term of your mortgage and pay off over a longer period of time. So taking longer to repay the mortgage would mean more interest to pay overall, although a way to benefit from lower mortgage payments at the present time. Having said that, it is an option to look at reducing the term again later down the line, perhaps when circumstances might have changed. And it's always a really good idea to keep in contact uh, with your broker. I noticed um, that number four on, on the list, Jess, was take out an offset mortgage. You okay just to explain exactly what that is for our listeners? Yeah, definitely. So offset mortgages work in a fairly simple way. Um, So the money in an offset savings account, instead of earning interest, would reduce the amount of interest that you pay on your mortgage. So you're only charged interest on the difference between the money in your offset savings account and the amount you owe on the mortgage, giving you a, a lower monthly outgoing. A question that's always asked is, can the savings still be used? Yes, they can. They can be accessed whenever, but this would set your mortgage payments to increase again, as it's the amount of savings that you have that offset that interest. Some lenders also do offer family offset, so that would allow a family member to offset savings, affecting the mortgage payments then for you. Again, they have the access to their own savings whenever, but it will be your own mortgage payments changing if they choose to dip into those. If you're in a position to look at an offset mortgage, I definitely suggest reaching out to your broker. Okay, and I suppose this last one makes a bit of sense right now too. If all this financial misery is sort of coming down the line, if you can afford to pay a little bit more at the moment before the worst of it happens, probably best to try and give that a shot, Jess. Yeah, if you're in a position to pay more now up front, then payments can definitely be less later on. A 
a particularly good option if you expect the household to be earning less further down the line. So, for example, if you're starting families and then taking an income cut due to parental leave. So planning ahead this way could save money when that time comes. And as mentioned, plenty already. Um, prices increasing elsewhere. It's uncertain whether they'll continue to go up again and become difficult to, to manage later on. So there may be a limit on the amount that you can overpay now, and that can vary between lenders. So it's always best to check with your broker before making the payment increase. That's it. I think just now when rates were low, that was a great opportunity for people to be paying extra. And I know the advisors that, that work at my firm, they, they were often saying to folk, look, let's maybe try and reduce your term or pay a bit of extra. And, and, and just when times get a bit tougher, it gives them a little bit more flexibility and a little bit more kind of leeway there. One, one of the things that did used to come up or what lenders used to allow people to do in the past, I don't think they're quite so keen on it now, is that if someone was looking to reduce their mortgage payments, lenders used to let them go from maybe being on a repayment mortgage to an interest-only mortgage for a while just to try and like almost keep their payments down. But is, is that something that's still an option, Jess? Interest only, yeah, absolutely. It has its place. It's not something that we would offer as standard. And it comes down to the customer circumstances. So lenders will always look to support existing customers as best that they can. But a really honest conversation would need to be had to establish the correct method of support and look at options that the customer fully understands and that they're definitely comfortable with. I'll put this question to both of you, seeing as how you'll both have had experiences of it. One of the other things I remember them talking about at the start of the pandemic, really, when, when no one was sure whether they'd have money coming in or exactly how things might work, was payment holidays from your mortgage with a, a lot of lenders bringing that option on at the time. I imagine they're still doing things like that if you're in the, the direst of straits. But my feeling is, is probably that lenders would be tightening up on, on how they make that option available and how long they make it available for. That's that's the sense I get, Phil. Is that how it bears out? Yeah, I mean, each lender's got quite different criteria around this. I mean, you've got some lenders where you've maybe got a facility that once you've made so many payments, you can then take a break for a, a month or two. Others have got the option where if you've, paid extra in you can maybe then borrow back that money or use some of that to to kind of reduce what you you have to pay but one thing to bear in mind is that if you are taking a payment holiday your debt's going to increase so at some point you're, you're going to end up paying more in interest in the the longer term and and it also means that at some point your monthly payments are likely to be higher at that point as well but i don't know but what's the the accord criteria on that jess yeah so very similar it is it's it comes down to supporting the customer, making sure they are sort of at, at the heart, really. So although the payment holidays did suffice during such and certain times, the downside, as you've mentioned, does mean more to pay long term. So similar to the interest only kind of strategy, it needs to be you know, suitable and comfortable for the customer, um, especially for future future as well. OK, so let me let me wrap up on this one. When things tighten, as, as we know they already are doing and they most likely continue to do, one of the things you might be able to try is cutting how much you pay on your mortgage monthly. Now, we've suggested five ways today. And Jess, if you could uh, just sort of recap those for me with a, a brief summary of what each is, that'd be great. Sure. So um, don't stay on a standard variable rate when your deal expires and make sure you're looking out for a new fixed rate. Something that you can have on your radar as well, up to sort of six months in advance of that current deal ending. Uh, look for cheaper deals as well on those fixed rates when you're searching. Pay off your mortgage over a longer period of time, so by extending the, the term on that. Take out an offset mortgage, so making use of your savings. 
and pay more now so that you can pay less later on. Okay. Uh, here we go, Phil, as we, we enter into the part of the show where you share a little bit of your own life story. What have you got regarding this one on five ways to cut your mortgage payments? Well, I've, I've a mortgage myself and I'm finding just now like rising energy and food prices, it's really becoming a, a growing concern for so many people across the, the country just now. And not only that, but we've got kind of like tax increases due fairly soon as well, which is another worry. So I, I don't know, the cost of living in the UK really is kind of heading upwards at the moment. So people are looking for ways to kind of make savings and try and free up some extra money. I'm going to give a plug to one of our, our past episodes in our back catalogue, episode 17. That was how to save money on your bills. So if anybody is looking to save money, that one's maybe worth a, a listen. I'm always looking to plug some of our, our past shows when we're, we're speaking about things. But mortgage payments are a good place to start because many of us could be on a much better or cheaper deal. And I, I know lenders like Accord are great. They're, they're I think these are quite proactive. Are you, Jess, at contacting people when they come to the end of their deals. I know most brokers would would tend to do that as well, but do Accord proactively contact clients at that point? Yeah, definitely. We'll, we'll definitely get in contact with them. We usually sort of send a letter out and direct the client to you know speak to the broker, let them know about your circumstances and the options that are there to do that. But yeah, we'll always direct them to you guys to give that advice. Yeah, that, that's one thing with Accord. Accord, just you just deal with intermediaries. You don't deal with the, the public, like general inquiries at all do you no no that's right i mean we do have a direct team to take sort of existing customer queries yes and help out especially when it comes to your, your payments and things like that but you must yeah be introduced via a broker and, and have that advice there well, one of the things i would say that the mortgage market is complex and there's countless different options available to people and that that's why i always say it's well worth speaking to a mortgage broker who's got expertise in, in that area and they can guide clients through the maze and point them in the right direction and I know coming back to myself I mean I, I review my mortgage regularly Neil in the office here set it up when I moved home in August last year he was fantastic and the, the good thing with him is he actually reminds me I, I've got a good idea when my deals are, are up and so it is I, I tend to to find that he's really proactive. And it's funny, another question that I kind of had for yourself, Jess, do, do you find, Jess, that I, I know the, the mortgage advisors that work for myself will be very proactive and contact clients when they come to the end of their deal, but do you find most mortgage brokers are like that or do some just tend to be a bit, not lazy, but maybe dealing more with new clients and not looking after the existing clients the same yeah, potential. there's probably quite a mix of a bit of both. I think now it's more common for brokers to be contacting the clients and keeping that relationship there. It very much depends on the on the firm's sort of focus and what they're after, really, and what, what they're looking for that year. I do. I must say, though, there is an increase now of brokers looking after the clients, picking up on those deals that are, yeah. are coming to an end and taking a lot more care, presumably because it is a hell of a lot more important now than it maybe has been for the past five years. Yeah, definitely. Now, Phil, we always do this bit as well. I know you find inspiration through various people that you admire, and you do love a quote. Have you got one that fits our subject matter for this episode, Five Ways to Cut Your Mortgage Payments? Yeah, the quote I've got this week is from Stephen Covey. The key is not to prioritise what's on your schedule, but to schedule your priorities. I guess with that, it's about prioritising your bills, your mortgage. Mortgage for a lot of people is their biggest outgoing, so... 
prioritizing things like that and reviewing it is is so important. Mm. Now, Fiddley's really keen on trying to help you with your financial queries. If you want to email a question to us, please do. And as always, we can ask them anonymously if you wish. Let's get on to this week's uh, contact details coming up for you in a second, which after these. Here's our first question. Hi, Phil. Just recently, the company I had my electricity contract with went bust. Thankfully, I wasn't just cut off, which was my first worry. I've now been told my contract has moved providers, but I didn't have any choice in the process. And the tariff I've been given costs more than my previous company. Are they allowed to do that? And is there anything I can do to make the bills cheaper again? They, they are allowed to do it. And sadly, it's been, been happening quite a bit recently where, where companies have been going bust. The, the cost of electricity, it's shot up. And many people are struggling with, with this just now. And what, what I always say to people is I suggest going to an off-gem approved comparison website to have a look at the options. And if you get a copy of your recent bill, that'll contain a lot of the information that you would need to be able to compare that. And in a lot of cases at the minute, the comparison websites are telling people to stick on the tariff that they're already on. And that's one of the good things there. They'll, they'll let you know whether it's best staying put, moving, what's going to be the, the best option. So it's definitely worth a look if, if you're in that position. Mm, I got an email yesterday from my electricity provider and they said, you know, the prices are going up. And do you know the, the, the sort of comparison graph that they had for it was the cost increase per unit so that they could express it in pence. Yeah. You know, so it looks like the least possible incremental change. And actually it's going to be, well, 54% probably. Now, next one is from Kelly in Cooper. Kelly asks, I feel I want to ask with all the bills seemingly going up this year, you know, I might, I might just end up sobbing openly at some point, Phil, just to reflect our audience with all the bills seemingly going up this year, am I best to put off buying a house? I've been saving for my deposit for the best part of 10 years and I've finally got enough. To miss out now would be devastating. What I would say is, first of all, to, to Kelly, as well done and, and saving over that long a period of time for a deposit. Because I know a lot of people find that really quite challenging at, at times. And like in, in the, the long term, the expectation by many is that house prices will continue to, to rise. And we, we did do a previous episode of the podcast as well. That was should you buy or rent? And it, it was quite a popular show. I was actually surprised how it was one of our, I think, in our top three most listened to shows that were recorded last year. And interest rates are still historically quite low, which is a good thing if you're looking to buy a house. And what I would say is you want to sit down, have a look at all your income, work out what your outgoings are going to be when you move. I, I remember when I bought my first flat, I didn't have a clue how much was it going to be for council tax, how much was gas going to be, electricity, mortgage. I, I knew nothing. I'd stayed with my mum and dad, and it was like, I don't know, I had no bills to, to pay there. I paid them a board, which quite often ended up borrowing back and never paying back. But when I first moved, I was always asking people, look, how much do you pay for this? What kind of property do you stay in? How much does that cost you? And, and just kind of almost looking at it, say, right, give me an idea of what I would need to, to budget and whether I could afford it or not. So that's that's probably the best thing for, for Kelly to do is to sit down and, and try and do that. Okay. I would just say as well, before you get in touch with a question, you might want to take a look at our back catalogue because, as Phil says, we've covered a fair few topics so far and we may well have touched on what you're interested in. I'm John Mellis. Let me just say thank you to our guest, Jess, for uh, Record Mortgages, for being with us today in the show. Uh, and thank you for joining us as well for the UK Personal Finance Show with Phil Anderson. 
If you feel you need a helping hand with anything that we've been discussing or anything else of a monetary matter, find Phil for finance. Search Phil Anderson Financial Services online or on the Facebook page for the show, search Personal Finance with Phil Anderson. That's Personal Finance with Phil Anderson on Facebook. Phil's on Twitter and LinkedIn too. Or why not email Phil a question that he can answer on a future show? His address is phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. That's phil at philandersonfinancial.co.uk. Send him your question. And like I say, Phil could be answering it in an upcoming podcast. Please be assured we won't use your real name if that's what you prefer. Remember, if you found this useful, please rate and recommend us. And please follow us on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. That way you'll get us every week with the info you want when you need it. You'll get all the links you need on Phil's social media. Good luck with your money. Phil's doing his best to help make that cash go further. We'll see you next time. And thanks for listening. Thanks very much, John. And thanks again for, for coming on, Jess. It's been great to have you on the show. Thank you very much for having me.